Boagworld.com, the podcast for all those involved in designing, developing and running websites on a daily basis. My name is Paul Boag and we have something extra special for you today. We have a crossover show where we have a Christmas special with myself, Marcus Lillington, Andy Clark and Sarah Parmenta. Andy, of course, does the Unfinished Business podcast and Sarah does the Happy Mondays podcast. And we got ourselves together and we recorded a special show. Here it is. Okay, I think this whole thing is a complete farce, guys. (laughs) Uh, Christmas crossovers. Whenever they do this on television, it's rubbish. When you take three, you know, a couple of shows and you mix them up, it's always a disaster. It's a sign that ratings have dropped, in my opinion. <laughs> you are talking complete tosh. Oh no! It's, don't you think? It's not. It's not like something with Philip Schofield in it. <laughs> it's not a Philip Schofield Christmas crossover. Think of right. it. Paul Berg, think of it like the three or four doctors. Ooh! <laughs> That's genius! Yeah? Yeah, me, you, Marcus. And our companion. Oh, that's really harsh. <laughs> I think if anyone's like the companion. If anyone's the companion, shush, you can't talk, Sarah. I'm not gonna let you. <laughs> You've just got to scream, that's all you're allowed to do. Okay. No, I was gonna say if anyone's the companion, surely it's Marcus. What? Oh, yeah, probably because I don't know what that means because I don't watch these rubbishy sci-fi shows. Ooh, <laughs> nasty. <laughs> so, hello, Sarah. You are not the companion. I think that's very sexist of Andy. Thank you. Yeah. yeah well, your normal service, <laughs> she eh? She expects no less. <laughs> I'm going to lock her out the TARDIS in a minute. <laughs> Not for the first time. So, what are we going to do about this show? Has anybody got any ideas? Is there any kind of any structure, or you know, we're just going to make it up? I've got some questions. I've got some jokes. Should we do some? Ooh, <laughs> Marcus, you're prepared. Yes, um, unbelievably. Normally, I, I uh, you guys probably don't know because you never listen to the show, but I have been known to tell dreadful jokes dreadfully uh, for a number of years. And normally I research them during the show, much to Paul's annoyance. Um, but I've got some—I've got a whole two sheets of A4 of them this time. So maybe oh, I could do God. every time. I'll, I'll tell you what—I'll do your deal. I won't say anything other than jokes for the rest of the show. That's a terrible <laughs> idea, Marcus. But actually, no. Now I think about it, that's there a brilliant you go. idea. See, it's a great one. But here's one oh. to start. What does the Queen call okay. her Christmas broadcast? The one show. Christmas. The one show. Oh. <laughs> doesn't get any better. This is what it's like. I'm really sorry, it so guys. So doesn't get any better. <laughs> so Alex has got a question. We're going to do a question from Alex to get us going. Okay. And I'm going to what my son Alex. I, I'm going to I'm going to aim this one at. He doesn't listen to my show, let alone <laughs> no, yours. I, all these people are made up. You know that they're made up. <laughs> It's stuff I want to talk about, and I've turned them into fake questions. Everybody that listens to any podcast knows this to be true. <laughs> Go on, admit it. Have you ever done a fake question on your podcast, Sarah? No. No? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah, we she's don't, lying. We don't really do questions like that. But, but, you know, now I've picked up a good tip. The future... Oh, you, you, you've obviously got much more committed, engaged, intelligent listeners than my podcast. <laughs> we get some shock. People listen to our show. They're shocking. It's embarrassing. It really is. <laughs> with it, with the kind of daily star of podcasting. It's terrible. You should do what we do. I fake listeners. <laughs> I just listen to our show four or five thousand times a month. That's a brilliant idea. I like that. That's good. <laughs> So I'm gonna. So as as Sarah's having trouble getting a word in edgeways, she's gonna have to answer Alex's fake question. Oh, right. Are you ready for this, Sarah? I am. What presents do you want from Santa this year, and what geek gifts should I be asking for? Oh, 
Oh, there's there's quite a few things that I really want, but the bloody things don't work in the UK. Like, I really want one of those Nest thermostats. Oh, well, I might be able to help you with that. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wheeler dealer bag. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because on my geek Christmas list, which obviously you've read, Sarah, because you read my blog, uh, uh, you know, uh, all the time, no I doubt. Do. There is a UK version called um, the Tadoo, T-A-D-O. Okay. Um, and it does exactly the same as the Nest. And I've got one and it works really well. Hmm. Okay. So check it out. I don't know um, what you're talking about. Tell me what you're talking about. It's, so, go on, yeah. Sarah. It's like a thermostat that you can... It sort of remembers what you set the temperature in. It sounds really boring when you try and explain it. It sounds like you've turned into a complete old person who enjoys, like, thermostatically controlling your heat and coldness, but... Jeez. So wish um, I hadn't asked. Well, yeah, I'd quite like one of them. Anyway, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a thermostat. <laughs> one of the things that the Tadoo does, and I don't know whether... Does Nest do this? Which is that... Um, it uses the GPS on your phone to see if you're in or not, and if you're out, it lowers the temperature. Oh, yeah, it does do the same thing. Does it look as cool as the Nester? No, no, it doesn't. It's just a white box. You don't... There's nothing there, really. You don't ever touch it. Oh, okay. So, (laughs) I'll... uh, (laughs) That's not... If it doesn't look shiny, Sarah doesn't want it. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a bit fickle like that. (laughs) Um, What's the other thing I really... I'd really like the... You know those Beats headphones that people have at the moment? Mm. With giant ones. Yes. I really like those. Oh, Beats. It's it's like listening to Coldplay through a dustbin. (laughs) What? Honestly, have you actually listened no. to it? Yeah, I did in the Apple Store last week. It was amazing. Oh, God, they just sound like you've got your head up a pipe. <laughs> I mean, like a big bassy pipe, obviously, but, oh, man, why do people go so ape about beats? I think because they look nice. They come in a giant box, so you feel like you're getting something for your $300. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I, I was agreeing to a nice new set of headphones, not necessarily those ones. I haven't heard them. So, but anyway, I've got, I've, we've got chalk mm, and cheese here. One person says they're amazing, the other person says they're rubbish. Well, it's good to have a balance of opinion. <laughs> well, to be, to be honest, mine, Andy thinks everything's rubbish unless it's got a Planet of the Apes logo on it. <laughs> there is that. Client sent me Gorilla Slippers last week. I'm very Yeah, I bet. I noticed you wanted to buy Charlton Heston's original gun. Eight to twelve thousand dollar estimate. Wow. Yeah, what? bargain. So, I know it's on auction, but I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit rich for me. I get told off at home if I buy a little twenty five dollar action figure. Aww. Well, you are a grown so, man. You shouldn't be buying action figures, really, should you? Um, well, it's my only vice <laughs> these days. I don't get out much. <laughs> Why do I have believe in that? <laughs> Oh dear. Indeed. So Andy, what do you want for Christmas? What should Santa bring you? Charlton Heston's rifle, obviously. <laughs> so there's no gadget or gizmo uh, you, know, you want then? Well, no, the funny thing is, because our accountant said to us a few weeks ago, you ought to spend a bit of money, Clarky. Because, you know, it's running up to our tax end of tax year. You know, January to January we do right. the business. And I was like, whoa! And then I realised that, well, actually, we haven't got anything that we need to spend any money on. Oh, well, that's never stopped me. <laughs> and I was looking around. I went to the Apple store in the Bullwing Centre the other week, and I thought, what can I buy? You know, the sky's the limit. But, unfortunately, there wasn't anything that I needed. So, I'm my Christmas present list this year is, is very frugal. You just want peace on Earth. Some... That's all you want, isn't it? No, no, I've asked for some thick oh, socks. yeah. No, no, I'm <laughs> with you there. Brilliant. <laughs> Socks. Because mm. <laughs> I've started to wear Doc Martens and they're not quite worn in yet, so a pair of thick socks would be a lot of increased comfort. Oh my goodness. What about Tunnock's okay. biscuits? <laughs> Tunnock's tea cakes as well. Do you know I could eat a box of those? So, yes, Tunnock, that would be the thing if, if people out there want to buy me strange things. I get strange things sent in the post Do you? sometimes. Yeah. Well, like the plant. 
the Planet of the Apes slippers. I once had a guy, he's probably listening, I once had a lovely guy from Scotland knock on my door with a carrier bag full of Bars Red Cola. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds quite nice, although I'm not sure about the knocking on my door thing. Yeah. Well, it, I, I think that he, I don't know, perhaps he listens to the podcast, but yes, literally there's a knock at the door one day and it's like, hey, I'm Jimmy, and I forget his name now. But obviously it's yeah, Jimmy. obviously. And he says, you know, I was in the area and I brought you some red cola. And he literally gives me a carry bag and it's got two or three great big two litre bottles of red cola in there. Okay. Ooh, I'm thinking that the world can't get any stranger. That, that is a bit peculiar. I have got the perfect mm. gift for you, mine Andy. Oh, go on. <laughs> it's a pair of pants, right? You'll like these pants. They're, they're, they are push-up pants to give you the perfect shaped bottom with a patented angle fit. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't want to know. For men? Why do you think... What? Yeah, why do you think that I need... I don't know. They just sprung into my mind. <laughs> oh, probably because you must be getting old, getting a saggy bottom. I don't know. <laughs> they lift and tighten your butt cheeks, apparently. Oh. I think this sounds Whoa. really good. I could do with lifted and tightened butt cheeks. <laughs> really? Could you? Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh, There's something going... about the word butt. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I just like saying that word. There's or, Okay, here's another one. We're on kind of fitnessy gadgets. I found a great one where um, you wear it around your waist, right? And it's got a sensor on your back. And every time you slouch, it buzzes at you. Oh. Oh, I need yes. that. I need that. Yeah, you How say you need would, it. Yeah. I th- <laughs> yeah, I think you'd rip it off after about 20 and minutes. Stamp on of, it. Yeah. It's called the Lumo. I see, I, I love all these things. Anything, anything. I've got a Nike fuel band that I've been wearing for the last month or oh, so. Oh, how are you getting on with that? Uh, I keep forgetting to keep it charged. Ah, that's the problem, you see. <laughs> um, that's why I like the jawbone, because it lasts 10 days. So. I have been getting on quite well with it. I've not once hit my target, <laughs> and I am on the lowest setting. <laughs> so it's not quite having the impact that I thought it would. You just know but, how you are unfit you are, rather than guessing that you're unfit. Yes. Yeah. So I do need to... I am actually planning on starting off... Believe it or not, starting off at Christmas. Because <laughs> now that Alex is home and, you know, work's kind of drifting into the Christmas period, I'm thinking, right... I'm going to actually start going out for a walk every day and trying to get my steps up. So it will have an impact. It just hasn't yet. Hasn't yet. I'm still blobby. Get a dog, Andy. So, Sarah, do you, as, as you're surrounded by middle-aged sagging men, I you know, wonder whether you had any fitness tips for us that uses technology. Do you do anything like this? Me? Yeah. Um, no, I just have a yoga mat. <laughs> See, that's not techie. I know. You've got, you got to buy a pointless piece of technology that costs a lot of money to then ignore it. Well, Have I you did... not even got a Wii Fit? Well, yeah, I had that, but now... Oh, we've got one of those. Never, never used, used it. Yeah, neither we. Never no. used it. I no. used the Fitbit for a while Ooh. until I lost the, the docking station. <laughs> 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 um, I bought my dad one for Christmas because I know that he'll really like that in a really weird way um but no not in terms of fitness i think it's just get up off your bottom and go for a walk i don't think any any gadget's gonna make you suddenly look like someone off baywatch does it not no (laughs) i was hoping to look like someone off baywatch (laughs) which one pamela (laughs) (laughs) oh well that's quite disappointing two two years ago (laughs) We bought a Wii and we bought the balance board and whatever it is, the fitness thing. And we didn't use it for an entire year. So last Christmas, I actually stood on it and thought, just you know, go and set up my profile. I thought, right, this is the time I'm actually going to start using this thing. And I get on there and I start putting my profile in and there's already my name there. I'm thinking, hey, I don't remember setting it up. So I go through the process and stand on the board and it says, congratulations, you've lost eight stone. <laughs> And it turns out that the the year before, Sue and Alex had both stood on the board to set me up with a really fat profile. Excellent. I love it. That's really good. I okay, heard... another question. Oh, sorry. sorry, go on. I was going to say I heard a really weird random fact the other day about Christmas Day. 
that just while we're on the subject of exercise, apparently the average person consumes 8,000 calories on Christmas Day, which is enough to put on three and a half pounds overnight. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I, I now take that as a personal aim. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're meant to do. It's, it's yeah. feasting. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, you see, if you think about it, Christmas, the whole thing is, a, is, is just designed to try and cheer you up a bit in the most miserable time of the year. You know, Christmas Day is, is on the Yuletide Festival, which was shoved in the middle of winter to make everybody feel a little bit happier about the fact that we live in a god-awful country which pisses down with rain half the time. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I think gorging yourself once a year is perfectly legitimate considering the weather we have to put up with most of the time. I think that's fine. Only once a year? <laughs> Talking of gorging, yes, Marcus. I want to know, how does it work, right? Because, you know, um, with Headscape, there's like a, there's, you know, 12 of us or however many there are now. But with you guys... Do you have Christmas parties? John wants to know this, by the way. Do, do you guys have Christmas office John. parties? Do yeah. you? John. Is this John Orsop from Australia? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's John Smith. <laughs> what? What, from near Andy? The beer, the beer maker. Um, yes. Yeah, so so, how can you have a Christmas party when it's just you? Well, it's very lonesome. You sort of have to get used to pulling one side of the cracker and putting it down and then pulling the other side really hard and then, like, being like, oh, Merry Christmas, Sarah, Merry Christmas, Sarah. Would you like a drink, Sarah? I'd love a drink, Sarah. What do you really do, Sarah? Do you have a Christmas party? No, who would I have a Christmas party with? Well, you could with your clients. My clients? They're in America. Well, that sounds a really good reason to have a Christmas well, party. Fly across to America. I have no? a Christmas party for my side project people, like for the for the people that I employ in that. That's going to be really weird this year. So I'm sort of, I get a half Christmas party, but they're all hairdressers. So when I want to talk about geeky stuff and they're talking about the latest bleach or whatever, I don't really fit in. So uh, this is, I meant to ask about this, Sarah. What, why? Why have you just... <laughs> What? Why? <laughs> because it was different, and it, <laughs> it, yeah, I, I think is I was, your life not busy enough? Is not is not your kind of jet setting speaking career being a leading light in web design not oh, enough? Shush. Do you need to be a world you know, changing hairdresser too? <laughs> If you could see it, though, in there, it's like the geekiest hair salon you've ever seen in your life. So, it's no, it's um, it keeps me busy. It's it's a good thing. It it means that I can sort of do like techie stuff and try it out on something that's actually living and breathing in the real world. So actually, it's really good fun, more than yeah. anything. But it runs itself, really. Like I've just employed really great people, so I'm hardly ever there. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan to me. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. Andy, do you because you're not by yourself? So do you do you have Christmas parties? Because you work with other people occasionally, don't you? If only you could see my face. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, I'm a bit of a grumpy git when it comes to Christmas. Um, so we did have we had a Christmas party once because we work from home, so we've got like a little separate office, but it's still yeah. the house. So we did once about. 10 years ago have like a big client I think it was like on our 5th anniversary or something we had like a big client Christmas party which was quite nice um, but normally speaking there's well there's 3 of us now because Sue our new designer joined at the beginning of the year so now you know we could have a little party but generally speaking no, I think we're just going to make a cup of tea is, you're too uh, tight Andy that's and, what and it maybe is alright s- <laughs> 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 oh, so the big the biggest question is do you let people decorate your office? Do you let people put tinsel around your Mac? Oh, see, that would offend me deeply. Mm, me too. I won't even have a. I have a little story on this. I, Chris Henderson, one of our developers, asked me about two weeks ago. He said, "Now we're in the new office. Can we have some Christmas decorations and a Christmas tree this year?" And I just said, "No." Um, <laughs> but I bought him a USB light-up Christmas tree yesterday and gave it to him this morning. Oh. So we do have a Christmas decoration singular. In the office this year. Oh, so we're so nice, yeah, aren't we? we? Are we're such generous fabulous, employers. Fabulous employees. Employers. God, I'd love to work for us. <laughs> Chris is looking at me through the glass, strangely. 
We no, we started to have a bit of a Christmas social, North Wales kind of social. A few we've done it a couple of times now. Um, I decided a few months ago that I needed to be a little bit more sociable, really, and not quite so unsociable, grumpy. <laughs> Um, so we have been having we had one last week actually it was a, a really nice little kind of Christmas get together into pub so I think that was our Christmas party really with a you know a few local geeks yeah that's, that's nice I think that's a good thing to do yeah we put some money behind the bar yeah. and you know it was yeah it was it was cool fun. we fun. have ours in January mm. yeah always do because I always think that post uh, post Christmas bits always a bit crap so we we always go out and and have a nice meal. In years gone past, it has become quite raucous, actually. It's not been good. There have been certain people who shall remain nameless who have been a bad influence on our company. Well, there's, there's a couple of places we can't go again. Yeah, it's really? that bad. Yeah. yeah. What did they do? Uh, acted oh. like children. Oh. So they were, I mean, there was one place we used to go, right? A manor, a gorgeous manor hotel, right, in Dorset. Absolutely lovely place. A place I used to enjoy to go and eat. And they made the mistake, because, you know, they're very kind of the country gents people out there, you know, not, not civilised people. And we were staying up quite late at the bar, and he said, he made the mistake of saying, look, I want to go to bed. Help yourself behind the bar. Just keep a note of what you, you buy. Oof. Right? Which is fair enough, and we, we could do that. But these guys got a little carried away and they were going through the kitchen and ended up drinking his personal stock of champagne <gasps> oh I'd kill them we it's... were not amused <laughs> mm. anyway that's all uh, way in the past <laughs> now we just go out um, now we're in Winchester we found the best steak restaurant yeah. in the country so <laughs> Oh, nice. It's so nice. There's this steak. Poor old, we've got we got a guy working for us who's a vegetarian, which is a bit unfortunate because we've fallen in love with this steakhouse, <coughs> which is not great for him. But God, it's good steak, isn't it, Marcus? Oh, yes. Let's do another. Let's, let's have a little break so we can have a dingly dangly in betweeny bit music mm-hmm. like we're supposed to yep. have, and then we'll do a, a couple more questions. I've got one more joke. Well, oh. for now. Marks and Spencer's new advert states that it wouldn't be Christmas without M&S. They're right, too. It'd be Critter. That, that is... <laughs> oh, God, that took me that a while. Really is terrible. <laughs> That's not a joke. Did you notice the delay there in, in, in the laughter wasn't Skype? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the standard that I have to keep up. <sighs> Do you read this? <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Let's move on. Right. <laughs> next, next fictional question. Who's right. it from? How d- oh, sorry, from Brett. Brett. I, th- I thought we ought to have an American. Oh, <laughs> I, I was going to say it sounds American. Yeah, see? Brett. I know what I'm doing. I'm professional at making up names. Brett. Do you make a whole persona in the background as well? Do you know where yeah. he is and what Brett, he does? Yeah, yeah, Brett's from Dallas in Texas. Um, he's, a, he's a road engineer, but he does web design in the evenings. Okay. Oh, a bit like you. <laughs> I couldn't do that kind of physical labour. Yeah, I'm an unemployed web designer that just kind of does it on the side, but spends most of the day watching daytime TV. <laughs> That's my life. Anyway, he says, apparently, do you guys take a break over Christmas? And if you do, how do you stop thinking about work and relax? Don't you find yourself doing work-related stuff? <laughs> Silence. Um, I don't think... I, 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 go on, Sarah. Do you, do you actually stop over Christmas? And if so, how long do you take as a break? I, I used to be really good. My brain was always geared to stopping around the 18th of December because that was when I used to break up from school. So it was like mm-hmm. I was wired to not work past that time. But um, right. since, since I've actually become an adult and grown up a bit, um, I've... Yeah, I sort of take off... I like just the last couple of days before sort of Christmas Eve because I really like sitting down and watching all the cookery channels. <laughs> yeah, watching daytime TV. Welcome to well, my Well, no, because you're talking about stuff like Jeremy Kyle, I imagine. Or... Yeah, no, that, obviously, yes. Whereas I'm, like, watching Delia and Fanny Craddock and stuff. 
Ah, I see. Okay, yeah, fair enough. A little bit more refined. Delia's not from this world. Why? She's, she's like a gremlin. Yeah, she's... Yeah. She's very talented, though. <laughs> <laughs> Is don't she? get me started on celebrity chefs. I'm going to want to take cocaine with Nigella. <laughs> oh, don't, don't start me on Nigella. Oh, Marcus has got a bit of thing for Nigella, and her naughtiness has only made it worse. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Now she's naughty as well. It's like, oh, dear. Anyway. Well... We've already done this on previous shows, so we should move on. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So, when do you go back, then? If you you break up, what, the 22nd, you know, something like that, when do you go back? I normally go back around 6th or 7th of January, just enough. So, I I have a bit of time off, and then... Just, but to be honest, I'm always at my laptop or always, it's just that feeling of like, okay, no one can get me, I think is the important thing, but I'm still near, near my laptop and near my emails and stuff. I don't think in this profession it's, I ever really switch off whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I feel like we're always connected somehow with our phones or whatever we have on us. So there's always something pinging up at you. I know, Paul, you're really good at having all that stuff switched off, but I'm not. (laughs) Ah, I, I don't judge you. Uh, do you know, I recognise not everybody has got the self-control that I yeah. have, and that's fine. Yeah. Andy, what about you? What do you do? I'm better now than I used to be, to be honest. Um, I used to smoke a lot, as you know. So there would be occasions on Christmas morning, you know, after presents and a cup of tea, that I would nip into the office for a cigarette and disappear for hours oh dear because you know i'd wanted to be fiddling with something and you know oh this bit needs finishing off and even though there wasn't any you know particular kind of client deadline i would just i wouldn't be able to put it down right which was a very bad thing to do yeah very un- unsociable thing to do so i don't do that anymore uh, more by luck than judgment we just haven't got any things to do in this two weeks up till christmas we had a project that i well i fired the client okay so, you know we haven't got anything to do and that's actually quite nice because i feel i really feel for the first time in years that we've had a good year and the accountant told us not to bill anything in december (laughs) (laughs) so i can legitimately have a little bit of a wind down and that's you know that's it's nice so i think i'm going to enjoy it this time i think it always takes me a good week to wind down i mean i'm very good you know i if I stop work, I stop work. You know, I, yes, I may do stuff on my computers, but I, I don't have notifications for emails. It doesn't ping at me. So unless I open an email client, I don't see any of that. Um, and I do tend to work, walk away from it completely, uh, partly because I find that I have this desperate desire to go back to it. That if I, you know, go away on holiday, I'm so bubbling with stuff I want to try and do by the time I go back that I'm really keen to get going again, which I always think is a good sign. So I kind of deny myself that that while I'm away. But, I, yeah, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? it is, I, I, yeah, I've run out. I've lost the train of thought what I was saying. I'm, I'm just waffling. Someone <laughs> save me. Someone. We someone, used to take two week holidays. Yes. You know, we go we go to France in the summer, and like you say, there'd all, there'd be this kind of mad dash up until the holiday. You know, letting people know that we were going away, and you know, I think Sarah experiences this where you know all of a sudden things need doing that didn't need doing before mm. in the, mm. the run up to you going away. Yeah. So you're completely frazzled by the time you leave, and you spend the first week of a two week break just basically winding down. Yeah. So yes, you only that's really what get, I like, find. One week of the holiday. Yeah. So we just started taking longer holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, to be honest, you know, we can take three or four just as easily as we can take one or two. So that actually works out fine. And I, I sort of take work with me. I don't have a client project that I'm working on. I'm not sitting there coding all day. But right the way through the holiday, you know, maybe once or twice a week, I'll actually just deal with stuff that comes in. So that when I come back, I haven't got anything to worry about. Yeah. And I no, suppose that it's the same nice. thing with Christmas. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be checking email and responding to clients on Christmas Day. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye on stuff because I, I don't want things building up for when I go back. I'm exactly the same, Andy. I've, I've, and I've always said whenever I go away on holiday to the guys here, 
if anything major turns up, pick up the phone and ask. And you know, that you need my opinion on. Ask me. I don't want to come back to a huge steaming pile of something nasty. Um, and I kind of keep an eye on on email for exactly the same reason. Something major might happen. Rest, most of it, I can just go ignore, 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 ignore. Oh yeah, I really ought to deal with that, and it takes me ten minutes. I'd rather do that than wait two weeks. Personally. I think my problem with doing that, I like, I like that idea in theory. It sounds great. My problem is, is if I read something that's a problem, that's it. It's stuck in my mind, and I churn over and over and over it, mm-hmm. even if I can't actually do anything about it. Um, you know, and and that's why I go cold turkey. I think because it only takes me to see one thing that that distresses me slightly, and I will obsess about it, yeah. which is probably a sign of my own fractured psyche more than anything else <laughs> that's all very very serious paul it sounds to me like you need another joke oh for crying <laughs> out loud all right yes come on then this is a really good one i hope you're prepared oh right you're really building this one up yeah, then this is probably the best one i've ever said ever ever this <laughs> is what is santa's favorite pizza one that's deep pan crisp and even Oh, do you know I actually read that one in a cracker only a couple of days ago. Why I didn't remember. That's almost as bad as those terrible hairdresser puns. <laughs> what? What? You can't just blonde stop there. Bleach and oh, Blondie Bleach. Blondie Bleach. Blondie Bleach. The shop at the end of my road. Yeah, is actually called Blondie Bleach. <laughs> What's your place called, blush, Sarah? Blush bar. It's a blow dry bar. It's not actually a hairdresser's. We don't actually do any cuts or colours. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So you're a hairdresser that doesn't do any hairdressing. Well, no, because we do all the dressing of hair, just not actually the cuts or colours. You might think okay. it's bonkers, but it's big in America. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, to be honest, I'm a web designer that doesn't do any web design, so you know that 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 makes perfect sense. Yeah, to me. there you go, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> and the last time you went in a hairdresser was 1983. <laughs> I missed that. Do you see? Now that's just unnecessarily I knew that cruel. Was coming. <laughs> I miss having my hair cut. No, I don't. I used to hate it. The Horrible pictures that you put done. on Facebook the other day of your wedding. Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul. Oh. What were you I, thinking? It, I, just let's move on, shall we? I'm going to Facebook. There are so many more interesting things to talk about in the world. Do you still go into the hairdresser for a head massage? That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, I like that. That's idea. what we do. Oh, you do head massages. Yeah, so I could say, go into your place and say, do something with my hair. Yeah. <laughs> then they'd snigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your wedding photos. <laughs> Don't look at them. <laughs> Oh, now I want to. Th- now I'm frustrated that I don't do Facebook. <laughs> it's the glasses more than the hair. <laughs> My Harry Potter face. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yes, totally. And it was before Harry Potter was there. Yeah. In fact, Harry Potter was modelled after me. There you go. Wow, amazing pictures. When was this? Not as not as long ago as it should be. <laughs> um, Ninety-eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I look like I'm, you know, kind of early nineties, and actually it's late nineties. I, I like. That, that's I like, Dorset for you. I like the shot of everyone casually around the grounds, like with. Yes, yeah. that was very posed. Yeah, I like that. That's my favourite yeah. one. Yeah, um, there's some. Don't do, just stop looking. Okay. Sarah, please. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that's my present to you, Sarah. Thank you very Thank, much, yeah, Marcus. Anytime. That's great, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you said quite something quite interesting then. We were talking about um, uh, design and um, sorry, and over the Christmas period and that kind of thing about clients who insist on the sites going live before Christmas. Oh. Do you do you get that? What it's like a completely arbitrary date that people make up. Do, are we the only ones that experience that, or do you guys get it as well? Um. I just fire them. You'd fire them. Andy, that's Andy's answer to everything. Fire them. Just fire them. They get in the way. How many how many clients do you fire a year, Andy? Do you know this is the very first time that I've actually done it? Oh really? Really? Yes. Yes, I've never done it before. Um, I'm contrary to popular opinion. I am actually more forgiving than people might think. <laughs> 
<laughs> so this is this is the very first time that I've actually said to somebody, "Listen, I'm very sorry, but we can't work with you anymore." Oh, I bet congratulations! That the <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, you know, it's going to go one way or the other. So we, we don't have that. I mean, just because. I think it's the way that we structure projects. You know, we've been doing this whole kind of weekly working thing for a few, you know, a couple of years now. Mm. And the type of projects that we work on, I mean, they have deadlines, but they're, they're generally not really set for any particular reason. I can't remember the last time that we had a deadline that was fixed for, let's say, an ad campaign or right. a product launch mm. or something like that. We seem to get them all the time. You know, oh, we're doing a big relaunch of our brand or whatever, um, which they annoy me hugely. Well, in fact, I've got more time with those kinds of deadlines where you're trying to tie together multiple things than I have for the thing, you know, things like, well, we need it done because Christmas is coming. It's often end of year. That's the yes. Yeah. We need it done by the end of the financial year. Yeah, mm, I think I think public sector organisations tend to be really guilty of that, don't yeah. they? Yeah. And none of them are allowed to bill early, even though half of them do, or half of them want you to. Um, it's all very dodgy. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the way around it, is to sort of kind of, well, it's one way around it anyway, is to say, well, we can't do this before Christmas, but if you've got to spend your money, then, yeah, we'll bill you up, up front. And then never deliver. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just my wishful thinking, sorry. <laughs> Sarah, what about you? Do you do you have the problem? I used to, but now I ask lots and lots of questions as to why that deadline exists. And normally, as you say, it's just been plucked out of thin air because people want stuff ticked off before they come back to their desks in January. So exactly. I've got I've just got good at sort of saying, you know, we'll try and get the bulk of stuff done or this won't be done until January, but that's not a big issue, is it? Because you guys aren't working anyway. That's what it tends to just come down to. But yeah. once upon a time, it used to. I used to be like the yes person who would never say no to anyone, regardless of whether they're a big or small client. And I was working until, like, I remember not going to midnight mass and instead working on this client project because... They were really giving me grief about it, and then they didn't launch it until the 30th of March. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah. So I've just learnt that deadlines rarely actually mean deadlines nowadays, which is really bad because it then means when people pop up with stuff and they're like, yeah, we need it done by such and such a date, I'm like, meh, yeah, they don't really mean that. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> really bad, but yeah. No, not so much anymore. Disrespect okay, for supplies, let's... isn't it? <laughs> should we take should we take another little break? Mm. Okay, Sarah, so you went for grapes rather than tea there. I did, but I've I've been drinking tea all morning, but nah. with like manuka honey and lemon, I've managed to bring back some disgusting virus from the States, which is why I'm not at Insights today. <laughs> I see. Yeah. I, it did amuse me that your one question, because you've been over um, doing recording Treehouse videos, which I did a while back, and your one question to me was, how did you survive without a kettle? Which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> how it's did true. you survive without tea all that time? Well, I went downstairs to the Starbucks. You know, there's a Starbucks oh, yeah. underneath. I went down there and just went, do you guys have English breakfast tea? And they said yes. But it's not Tetley's or PG Tips. No. So I sort of made do. And it was semi-similar, but... Yeah, they I just don't... They don't understand, do they? They don't understand that, it, it, that for many British people, it is impossible to survive without a cup of tea. I know. <laughs> It was really bad, especially because it was like 77 degrees out there. So the fact that I was wanting tea was really alien to them because they were all still drinking frappuccinos and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, good old tea. <laughs> Lifeblood of England. Sue bought me a travel kettle for my birthday last year. Oh. I love you it. You should get one. Yeah. You should get one. I should. Because Maybe. not just for America, because they, they, they do that horrible thing, don't they, where they... You have a coffee machine in the room. Yeah. In the hotel room. And you try, you're supposed to make tea that just tastes like bad coffee. Yep. That's, I don't know how you're meant to make tea with that. I tried for, for a day and then it just was disgusting. But me being me, maybe it's because I'm getting old and crusty, but I've now started taking it 
around with me in the UK when I go and stay in like a Premier Inn. <laughs> I hate Premier Inns. <laughs> we were talking about this. You love Premier Inns. It's another night of purple luxury for you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a euphemism? But, you know, we... <laughs> but I was talking about this on Monday on our show. We take it for granted that nobody's done anything bad with the kettle in the room, don't we? Oh, oh we don't. don't. Just because we boil water in it does not mean to say that it's, you know... It, it, it's it what, it Andy? It, what are you I implying really here, Andy? Oh, yeah, I'd never I'm not going to get into that. all obsessive-compulsive territory, but, you know... But don't you think hotels generally, you know, if you think about it, it's not nice, is it? No. No, Just it's The not. whole idea... And I spend a lot of time in hotels, and it, it worries me, to be frank. And uh, So I've been doing a lot of work in Glasgow. I've been staying in a Premier Inn in the centre of Glasgow. I know, that, I know it well, Paul. Oh, just... <laughs> I, I'm just fed up with Premier Inns, right? <laughs> Every time I go to this one... Of course, it's Glasgow, so it's freezing cold. And they fix the thermostats. They turn off in the middle of the night. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. Tight arses. So you have to you have to get a spoon out of the, you know, the tea and coffee bit and crowbar the front of the thermostat off to move it to manual. There's a little tip there, Sarah, if you're, you're ever staying <laughs> oh. in a Premier Inn. Works well. Uh, and it's just horrendous. And the first time I arrived there, the, the doors had been smashed in. You know, this is central Glasgow. It's just... Oh, never again. I'm only yeah, ever flying business class. Dredd at, I saw Judge Dredd at the cinema in Glasgow. Oh, yeah. The new one. Yeah. And I literally, because it's a fairly, you know, dark, dystopian future movie. <laughs> and you came out and, and you I didn't realise the film had ended. <laughs> I, walk, I walked out, literally, I walked out the front onto the street in Glasgow and somebody from the flat opposite threw a bottle down <laughs> and it landed literally about two feet away from me and smashed. Oh. And I, I thought the film was still going on. Yeah. <laughs> that was very consistent with the film, really, wasn't it? So I always used to stay. You need to try this out. There's, there's the... Um, down on... Uh, I think it's Argyle Street. Uh, but I used to stay down near STV quite a lot. Right. Scottish telly. And I always used to stay in this place. It was called the Kelvin Grove. It was a wee hotel that hadn't been updated since about 1973. <laughs> <laughs> this place... This Literally, was in Wales, was, you were, I take it. Yeah, shut <laughs> up. And it was, it was brilliant. It was sort of, you know, nice plush carpet and formica everywhere. Marvellous. Uh, yeah, you're really selling but, it. But it had the fastest broadband in the world. Oh, well, in that case. It, it seemed to me. Mm. And as long as you got the room near the, near the router, which is what I always ask for, <laughs> man, you could download anything. <laughs> Yeah, the oh premiere travelling, you get 30 minutes for three, and that's oh. it. Tight asses. The Rah. thing that gets me about hotels is, you know, sometimes they have those nice sort of spreads over the bed. Mm. Yes. They, there's no way they wash those every time someone <laughs> new comes in. So whenever I get out of the shower, and then I'm like, you know, drying and sitting on the bed, and then you suddenly realise that if you're sat naked on the bed... Other people have sat naked on that bed. And then I immediately jump up and I always go, why do I never remember this? That they I never, they can't clean all those no. all the time. Freaks me out. That anyway. is quite disturbing. Yeah. And also, i tell you the other thing. America has spoilt me. Staying in mm. American hotels has made me hate British hotels. Yeah. They're not all bad. No, they're not all bad, no. Just the ones that Chris Scott's willing to pay for. Just book whatever you want, Paul. Stop, stop being a mouse. Be a man. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's my, my rant over. I'm fed up with hotels. There you go. So, um, should we have another question from a mythical made-up person? Yes. Oh, let's. This one's from I Mike. I say that it might come from Mike. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good guess. Wow. How did you know? It's like I sent you the questions in advance. <laughs> so Mike, he's a welder. He doesn't know anything about web design and doesn't listen to any of our shows. So I don't know how he sent the question, but there you go. 
So how do you provide support over the Christmas period? Well, we've kind of answered this because you guys have basically said you carry on working bits and bobs. Yeah. So, so you would, if a client emailed you on Christmas evening saying that their website had gone down, would you jump? No, because no. we don't host websites anymore. Yeah. So ah, it's you not cunning git. <laughs> I love it. Way. I couldn't bear all of that. I hated all of that, so I stopped doing that this year. Same reason. Good for you. Like yes. it. So I would be like, I'm very sorry your site's gone down, sir. Please contact Google. Right. Or whoever. Google don't host websites, Sarah. No, I know. I've just, I just made think myself you, look you, ridiculous. Yeah. It's you should I was probably know that. Google. Actually, no, it's because I was thinking it's normally when their emails go down and then I moved everyone across onto Google Apps for business. So that's ah. why I'm saying contact Google. Oh, right. Because it's normally emails, isn't it, that yeah. go down? Don't touch email, ever. So, no, therefore, my statement was correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bit defensive there don't you think yeah i, I think i, I think she, she yeah getting scared well when you have the trolls i do you feel the need to actually just clarify everything see i don't have that problem nobody takes any interest in what i do so it doesn't matter i can say any old rubbish <laughs> and i constantly do i think that's what you got to do you just got to lower people's expectations of your knowledge and abilities you know everybody presumes i'm a fool and so they don't expect me to say anything. So they don't pick me up when I do. It works great. Perfect. I'll try it. It's a plan. Just just pretend to be an idiot. Okay. Oh, although in my case, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so you guys don't have that problem at all. You lucky, lucky so-and-sos. Nope. Because we, what do we do, Marcus? I tend to avoid this area. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, what, what work? you tell, you tell everyone what we do. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, we kind of tell every. We don't do an awful lot of first line support, hardly any, to be honest. Um, but we do uh, for the sites that we've done the back end work for. Then obviously there is a little bit of um, uh, an expectation um, that we need to be able to help in the case of disasters. And but we what well, we've always closed between Christmas and New Year, and all our clients know we do that. Um, so effectively uh, when, we're, when we're setting up support agreements we kind of make it abundantly clear that it's quite possible uh, it's, quite, it's possible that if your site goes down between Christmas and New Year then we're not going to be in a position officially to help you out but what normally happens is it's a, you know, it's a server reset or something that takes five minutes uh, and somebody just does it so it, it, we have that kind of relationship with most of our clients I love that somebody just does it yeah, not me uh, not me, yeah. One of our minions. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if Headscape was full of minions like in Despicable Me? That's how we need to run the company. Smashing Magazine is exactly like that, because have you noticed? Have you noticed how much Vitaly looks like Groot? I know, he does. God, I've never thought of that, but yes. He's spitting image. It's scary, isn't it? We love Vitaly, he's amazing, but he looks like crew. So you call him Vitaly and I call him Vitaly. I wonder I who's right. Vitaly. Vitaly's right, just Andy doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, okay. I thought all this it's time I might have been referring to him wrong. <laughs> and he was too polite to correct me. <laughs> I've, I've, he's editing Andy's my book now. at the moment. You see, now I feel bad about getting the guy's name wrong, but I don't feel bad about saying that he looks like a cartoon character. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. <laughs> He accepts that because he does. It, it, it is it is so scary. It, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, he's editing my book at the moment, so I. And of course, all the minions are at Treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move Team... on from this? Yes, please, quickly. As fast <laughs> as Andy, is, Andy is wandering into all kinds of territory that might get us into trouble. Who's yeah. responsible for this show? Who do people complain to? Andy, you. I guess. Well, you. <laughs> Why me? Because it's your show. Because it's your show. It's not my show. You're republishing this on your show, so it depends where they listen. Are we? This is a, I thought this was a mashup. I thought everybody was going to use this. 
Oh no, we've done our own show this week, Paul. <laughs> this is all yours. I feel like I'm being backed into a corner here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything is your fault, Paul. Nothing yeah. to do with me, obviously. I didn't even suggest this idea, Andy. I think it was you, wasn't it? Don't point your fingers. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was your idea to cr- do a crossover show, and it was definitely your idea to include Sarah. Not that Sarah said anything wrong, so that's fine. No, that was my idea to include Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. That's Thank all right, you. Sarah. You're welcome. But it all feels a bit like everything's gone a bit awkward. Do we need another joke? No. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, please. Yes, see, I'm going to do this. Oh, which one? There's so many. Uh, this is not a Christmassy one, but it's bad enough to get onto the show. Uh, I started a book about anti-gravity yesterday, and I found it impossible to put down. Oh, okay, God. so let's just carry on then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. I'm going to do one because that that got no reaction. I'm sorry. Um, How does an Eskimo fix his house? Go on. It glues it together. Oh, God. God. Where do you get these, Mark? Those two, the last two, were from Bruce Lawson. Uh, (laughs) That explains a lot. The man has... The man is, yes... Has has dubious taste. (laughs) Much like you. Yes, quite... Sue went to Tesco's the other day to take some to take some vinegar back. She complained to the lady. She said, "This vinegar's got lumps in it." And the lady said, "I'm sorry, madam. Those are pickled onions." <laughs> See, that's how you tell a joke. Andy, would you like to come on? Uh, can you be my new co-host? I'll fire Mark. Oh, please, I'm fine with please. That. No, you don't have to fire. I've left. I've, re- <laughs> I've resigned. We've been doing this too long, haven't we, Marcus? And now that all these Eight young years. whippersnappers... No, not, this is our ninth year coming up. Wow. 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 That's, That's scary. Amazing. There you go. You know what we need? We need a question from Sam. <laughs> do we? Yes, we do. Yes. Now, is Sam a boy yes. or a girl? It's a girl because there's not been enough girls. Yeah, I see. Sarah, you, you were on my... You, were, you knew how I was thinking. I'd go, to this um, stage, I was thinking, oh, I picked a lot of blokes' names. I better pick a girl's name. Yeah, represent. Yeah. There we go. So what's your, what's your, see, she says, even though I'm the one that wrote the question, I think it's a crap question. I've changed my mind about it. Um, what is your web design New Year resolution? But I think, what are your New Year's resolutions full stop? Oh. Mm. I, you I've decided to be less cynical. Oh, I don't believe you'll <laughs> yeah. do that. <laughs> Rubbish. We were to- I was talking about this with Sean on our show this week. Right. Um. You probably don't know whether you, you picked up on this, but Jeremy Keith and I, we often have this, um, we often have this slight disagreement about whether or not men went to the moon. <laughs> and Jeremy thinks they did, and I think they don't. You just, or they didn't. You're just arguing with Jeremy because it's fun to argue with him. It's not. Well, it's yeah. irrelevant whether you agree with him or not. Jeremy is well, Jeremy. He doesn't listen to any podcast, so it doesn't really matter. But. Jeremy's too clever to argue with. There's nothing that Jeremy doesn't know, so actually it's a fool's errand getting involved in an argument with Jeremy Keith. We all know this. Yeah, but no, yeah. no, the way um, you argue with him is just be totally irrational, right? <laughs> he, he said the other day on Twitter that Godzilla is not a dinosaur. <laughs> He's right. I wanted to argue so much. But you've just got to argue with him and be totally irrational because really clever people have got nowhere to go when, you know, they'll say things like, so what do you base that? And you answer, because I think so. And he can't argue with that, can he? No. Mm. I think the the sky is pink. What are you going to do about it, Jeremy? Hmm? (laughs) Well, he could be colourblind. That's true. Could be John Hicks you're talking to. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, might be John. I'm always disturbed <laughs> the fact that John Hicks is colour blind and he did the colour palette for Headscape. <laughs> he did. <laughs> what does that say? He did. <laughs> and I'm looking at quite a lot of it right now. <laughs> so I was having this argument with Jeremy about whether or not men went to the moon, and he says they did, and I said they didn't. And I realised throughout the whole throughout the course of this argument that actually the reason that I sort of think that is that I am much more likely to think that it's all a conspiracy and a host because I'm just too cynical mm. and it's I, I find it easier to think about somebody stitching you up than somebody doing something nice and I've decided that no this is this is the last year that I'm actually going to feel that way so I think that my is new year's resolution is to carry on being more optimistic and less cynical about 
the world. I think that is a superb one, Andy. I fully approve. I always think the best of people. And it's amazing. You don't often get let down. People are better than you think. There's my, my thought for the day. Here on Radio 4. <laughs> they wouldn't let you on Radio 4, Paul. Come on. I've been Far on Radio 4. Far too highbrow for you. I've been on Radio 4. <laughs> what? As part of the news? Yeah. Man captured flashing in... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not Sarah, really. what's your New Year's resolution? Um, okay, I have two weird ones. Well, one weird one. One, that I don't have to eat a biscuit every time I drink a cup of tea. Oh. Because that's getting really bad. And then I do this thing where I then don't eat like a normal meal in the evenings because I'm like, I've probably eaten all my daily allowance in biscuits. So, yeah, going to skip out on dinner, which isn't very good. And the second thing is I really want to be more organised when I travel. It's like every time I travel, it gets me by surprise. And then I find myself on a plane with like all these cables around my ankles and wondering how I ever got on the plane in the first place in one piece. So I want to be more organised, I think. That's you bought one of those 12 South cable tidery I things. was about to say the same thing, Andy. Great minds yep. think alike. Yep. And since I got that, it's been brilliant. But I'm still really bad at, like, packing and stuff. I just throw stuff in a suitcase. And when you've got equipment like we've all got, you're actually carrying quite a lot of money around with you, mm. really. And I just, I pack really, really badly. I'm, I always sort of wince when I get my bag out of the overhead locker. And I think, oh, is the screen going to be broken? Oh, no, it's not. It's fine. So I really should stop doing that. Yeah. Do you use TripIt when you travel? Have you ever come across I- TripIt? Yeah, but I don't really get it. All it seems to do is post stuff to my Facebook wall that I don't really want those people knowing that I'm heading out on a work trip because then they're like, oh, jetting off again, are we? Such a hard life. And I'm like, yeah, no, it is actually work, but whatever. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't really like it. I don't yeah, think maybe I, I use it properly. I didn't even know that it, it could post to Facebook. I've never used yeah. it like that. It I automatically just, posts on mine. Oh, right. Maybe I, it shouldn't. I, yeah, I turn that off. But no, it's, I, it, just to give you an example, um, you put in all your flights and your hotels and your parking and all of the rest of it go in there. And um, I've got TripIt Pro, which um, is a, a, a small annual fee. And last week I was driving up to, I was due to be going to, to Brussels and I got, you know, 30 minutes down the road and ping trip it um you know let me know that the flight had been cancelled because of the fog and you know so really useful for that kind of thing and it also gives you directions between where you know one one thing you know here's the airport this is where your hotel is you know etc etc so i find it really useful traveling everything goes on there it looks like it's had an update i'm just on their website it looks like a lot of stuff's changed so maybe i should Give it another whirl. Yeah. And it's things like, you you know, you can just forward on. You, you get your flight confirmation email and you just forward it on to TripIt and it automatically sorts it all out and puts it all in for you. Um, you know, it doesn't always get it right with, you know, hotels or whatever. But most of the time, if you're staying on a large in a large chain, it'll go, you know, it, it knows how to process the email in order to put on all the details for you. Because I'm a, I'm a real travel worrier. I'm just a worrier, full stop, basically. So it, TripIt kind of gets it all nice and organised for me. So it's good. Okay. I just use Evernote. I've discovered Evernote this year. Oh, don't start <laughs> me on Evernote. My favourite application of all time. I get very fanboy-y over Evernote. Do you? I've only really <laughs> recently discovered it. absolutely love it. Oh, uh, Evernote has everything. In, mm. in my life is in Evernote. Right now in front of me, I've got Evernote open with the, the, the made-up questions that we're using. Really love it. Really love it. Yeah, and um, we used it recently on a project we were working on as a way of sharing documents and, and files and all that we were doing together, and that worked really well as well. And, yeah, it's just great. I love it. Wonderful. Has anybody used Day One, the journaling app for iOS? I use it. Uh, I did. I started because that's one of the other thing I was planning on doing next year. I bought the app, but I haven't done anything with it yet. I thought it might be nice to start keeping a bit of a journal, and that seemed to be a nice way of doing it. Yeah. There are other options. There's um, something called Memento that's quite good as well, because that yeah. pulls in 
pictures from your Flickr feed. It pulls in um, social media updates, that kind of stuff. So it almost journals itself and then you can supplement it with other stuff. Um, but day one's really nice as well. I, I, I try to write in day one, you know, most days. I don't always. I go through patches where I don't. But it's quite good if you treat it a bit more like Twitter. And instead of writing a big old journal entry once a day, you just kind of jot things in there as the day goes on. That seems to work for me quite well. Nice. I just bought a... And I'm waiting um, for... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm waiting for Brendan Dawes' new app. He's... Uh, launching an, an iPhone app called Kennedy. Right. Yeah, I've seen What's that. that do? Which is looking really good. I can't wait for that thing to come out. What does it do? Again, it's, it's, it's for kind of collecting things together on certain days. Oh, okay. So, you know, you might look back and say, you know, on December the whatever it is today. 16th. 15th. 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing this and I was listening to whatever, you know, you might be listening to on your iPhone. Um, and at the same time, you know, whatever the headline of the day might have been, you know, yesterday it would have been obviously, you know, Mandela's funeral and stuff like that. So, and it's really, it just kind of keeps you, it's like a day view That's nice. going back, but it's your stuff mixed with whatever else was happening on that day. And it was kind of, I think whether it was based on the whole kind of, you know, where were you when Kennedy got shot? Yeah. Hmm. Kind of idea. I like so that. I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah. What are I'm your new, re- new year's resolutions, Paul? Yeah. For me, I think it's about um, being more grateful. I'm one of these people that tend to focus on the negatives um, of problems that I've got or things that are going bad. And and I, you know, I said a minute ago, I'm a bit of a warrior. Um, And so I'm I'm intending to focus more on um, the kind of positives in my life and the things that have gone well. And actually, that's, Andy, how I'm intending to start using day one, because I was looking back at my day one because I've been using it for, I don't know, three, four years um, on and off. Um, And I kind of keep looking back at it. And a lot of it is me moaning, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know. I'm feeling a bit rough today or this client did something that annoyed me. So my New Year's resolution is I'm going to write three things I'm grateful for each day in order to make me a bit more positive. Nice. I like that. That sounds great. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm just taking that that as you're going to not moan anymore. Is that okay? No, no, I'm still going to moan to you. I'm just <laughs> going to, you know, I'm going to quietly write down things that I'm happy about and then bitch and moan the rest of the time. <laughs> Marcus, what are you going to do? You're going to stop stop smoking again? I have two I have two that I do every year. One is stop smoking and the other one is play my guitar more. Right. Um, but they're kind of like permanent, so they don't really count. Uh, but the, I have got one this year which is related to the play guitar more. It's sing more. Sing more? Yeah. So, more sing. sing. What, in the shower or in front of people? Um, potentially in front of people if I can get the guys in the band to do a few more gigs. But, yeah, just to, yeah, singing's really good for you and you should do it more. So, yeah, I already do quite a lot, but, you know, I do more. Practice more. That's cool. So, I yeah, like yeah. that. There we nice. go. We haven't done karaoke for ages, Sarah. <laughs> I know. When was the a- last time we did it? I can't remember, but... It's country tunes. I'm That's sure you were doing the, the Ring of Fire or something. <laughs> I always do Ring of Fire. Because it's a funny song. Because they never have coat of many colours. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was Joseph whenever you said that. No, it's not. It's Dolly Parton. I know, but I always had visions of you being like, in my coat of many colours, how I love my coat of many colours. It was red, yellow, <laughs> Oh, God, she's singing show yeah. tunes. She knows yeah. them as well. That's what impresses me. <laughs> and yeah, I do. My my repertoire is quite vast. Ah, there we go. We all have our hidden talents. <laughs> Although Some you of them do, more uh, hidden than others. You do um, Amdram type stuff, don't you, Sarah? Yeah, yeah. Is there anything I... you don't do? You know, you run a hair salon place, you, <laughs> you design iOS apps, you do web design, you do Amdram, you know? I don't, I don't do a lot, actually. I, I, make, I sound like I do, but I don't do sport. I, don't, I really don't do sport of any kind. Like, well, that's very sensible. 
Uh, the most sport I do is like going down the stairs to flick the kettle on, coming back up, and then going back down to make the tea. That's yeah. a, that's about my limit, hmm. to be honest. But yeah, you know, I, this is why you have all them. these trolls, Sarah. Is because you have you've got too perfect a life. You need to you know you need to slum it like the rest of us. <laughs> okay, maybe that'll be my resolution. Yeah, I've turned myself into like a tramp. And yes, Instagram myself. Be, there you go. Be, be more slummy. You need yeah. to be more slummy, more stupid, do less. You're just showing up the rest of us. It has to stop. It really does. <laughs> stop it. You're being very kind. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about wraps us up because we f- talked for far too long, in my opinion. Right, over an hour. <laughs> over an hour. <laughs> yeah. Definitely far too long. All right. So we'll wrap up at this point, um, And um, I hope people enjoyed it. Goodbye, all. Bye. Bye. So there you go. That was our little chat with our made-up questions. It's always weird doing crossover shows, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it kept you entertained. And most of all, I hope it got you in the Christmas spirit. We will talk to you again in the new year. In the meantime, a very happy Christmas and a very merry new year. Bye. 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 Bye.